0: Todd Chrisley is officially speaking out from prison. Kim and Croy are caught in an explosive fight that has now been revealed in some body cam footage on TMZ. I've got a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap for you, and the Trader Season 2 trailer just dropped. I hope you are ready for it. Let's get it, Freddy. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT. fresh all week long. Now let's dive in what up everybody everybody in the club yes i am rocking my new merch Mm. (sighs) i've been playing taylor swift all day and i just have so many of her her bops rolling in my head um look what you made me do look what you made me do look what you made me do um okay hopefully get ready guys because the new merch will be launching um it's supposed to be launching this weekend sorry for the delay on the merch store let me confirm that they will officially be going on sale um hi how's the merch store looking okay boom i will have hopefully confirmation to you asap it should be available by tomorrow you can get Zach pack sweaters or zack pack hoodies you can get ruthless not toothless t-shirts you can get this one that i'm wearing today that says find me at jason's um because as you guys know jason's is a liquor store here in downtown that i happen to frequent i often talk about my adventures at jason's on my instagram stories so don't read into the double entendre It says right under Jason, it says, find me at Jason's Wine and Spirits, because I love me some wine and spirits. And boy, does the cashier at Jason's know that. Um, So get ready, guys. Let's get it, get it, get it. Everyone wants to find me at Jason's shirt. There we go. There we go. Oh, your brother's name is Jason. See? Lots of fun double entendres. Um, You could also be Jason from Winterhouse. Isn't that the one that Lindsay was seeing? Wasn't that his name, Jason? There we go. Captain Jason. Hello. Everybody loves Captain Jason. He's so hot. So, <clears throat> but yeah, Zach Pack hoodies will be coming. Uh, will be coming. Will be dropping. I'm listen. The goal is stay tuned. Uh, Zach Pack members will get first dibs on it. But the goal is to have it uh, available. I was told it was supposed to be ready by Thursday. Waiting for an update. So hopefully by Friday you will be able to to get the March. Stay tuned. Look at my social media and you'll know exactly when it's ready. Apologies for the delay, guys. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. Jason is one of Giselle's Potomac. Oh yeah. Giselle's boyfriend. There you go. And Giselle, you can find Giselle at Jason's. You can find me at Jason's Wine and Spirits. Okay, so let's talk about Todd Chrisley because he is giving his first interview from behind bars. He's talking to News Nation. So Todd's attorney approved this interview, but I guess the prison did not approve this interview because they claimed that it would disturb the order of the institution. Um So Todd ended up recording some sound bites that he sent in. I guess the interviewer asked some questions and Todd responded to them. I don't know if these are like voice notes or I don't know how they got this recorded and sent into News Nation, but this is what Todd revealed. First off, he says that there are rats and squirrels and dead cats that are falling on all the food in the kitchen. They're just rats swarming everywhere, squirrels swarming everywhere. Do rats and squirrels normally commingle? I feel like rats are, like, underground and squirrels are, like, in trees. But anyway, he says that there are rats and squirrels in the kitchen and that the other day, apparently, uh, the other day, a dead cat fell on the food. I don't know how he knows that a dead cat – where's the dead cat? Where's the dead cat at that it, like, falls down onto the food in the kitchen? That's weird. I mean, I – I mean – how did a cat get into prison and how did a cat get up into prison and like die somewhere up high? How does that happen? That's a little confusing. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, But yeah, Todd, he's doing, you know, he's living his, well, I guess he's not living his best life, but he's on a mission. He's on a mission to make sure that he saves all the inmates in prison. He claims that they aren't feeding the inmates. He claims that the food that they're giving them is expired by a whole year. Um, He says that the elderly aren't getting proper care in prison and that he doesn't even eat from the kitchen. He only eats what he can get in commissary, and he wants to just speak out to help improve these conditions. And I was just thinking about this. I'm like, you know who we need? We need Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw is making the best of her prison out in Bryan, Texas, and I feel like if we brought Jen Shaw to Pensacola— then I feel like she can help rehab things. She can really help turn things around. She'll start a Jane Fonda workout class. She'll have. She'll make sure she teaches everybody how to read and write. Remember? Because when she was in Salt Lake City, she was helping all the gays and all the homeless and the toothless. And then now she's in prison. And now she's doing workout classes and beauty tutorials. And um, she's friends with Elizabeth Holmes. So I feel like if anybody can take this on, it should be Bethany Frankel. You know how we had that bar rescue, that show? Who was the guy that was doing it? But anyway, or like Tabitha takeover, that's what we should have. That should be Jen Shaw's next mission. It should be Jen Shaw's prison takeover. I think that that's actually a really smart move for her to make. Behind bar, Jen Shaw, behind bars, flipping tables from behind the bars. I think that that's actually pretty good. I actually agree with this. Um... I think Jen Shaw is the next forefront. I think if she works with Todd chrisley they can help do prison reform, but like reform behind bars, you know? And they can really help improve things behind bars. I feel like they're we're on to something with this one. Um but, you know, Todd chrisley is on a mission. He claims that he can only communicate with Julie. You know, he loves his little sex kitten Julie like, oh yeah, Julie. He's sending her little naughty emails, but he says that the emails get delayed because they're trying to punish him because he doesn't fall in line. So he'll send an email, and it won't get to Julie until five days later. I don't know if they're sending it via pigeon or what they're doing or why it's taking so long to send an email, but I also don't know how things work in prison. Incarcerated interior design, BTF Phoenix. That will, is a good... Well, but we're not just redesigning the prison. We're, you know... Um, we're like rehabbing things. We want to make sure that the food is not expired. How do you you have a, how do you feed somebody food that's been expired for a whole year? The interesting thing too though is, and I think that there is some legitimacy to what Todd is saying because the prison was trying to block this interview from happening. They didn't want him to do it um, because like I said, they said that it would disturb the good order of the institution. So I don't know if that means like it would cause disturbance within the prison or if, you know, it, could possibly, you know, backfire and make the prison look bad when the prison says that they're really good. They say that the safety, the safety of their inmates, is their main concern, um, and everybody is eating a balanced diet and they're taking care of everybody and yada yada yada. Whatever. We saw orange is the new black. You don't have to lie to me, prison, prison guards. But I don't know. I mean, it's I I. Because they blocked the interview, that makes me feel like there is some legitimacy to it because they don't want something to get out, right? But he's very disappointed that he can't communicate with Julie as quickly as he normally can because he just, he misses her so much from behind bars and he wants to send her morning emails just wishing her a good day. Good day, Julie. But he also says that Savannah, his daughter, was blackmailed into protecting him and they were asking that someone sent her a letter asking her for $2,600 a month in order to keep her father safe or else. And Savannah said, or what? Or what? So Todd's like, it's okay. I can take whatever they give me. If I drop the soap, that is my fault. And so he's going to take whatever comes his way. And he told Savannah that he has no issue with that. He's got it but he's currently serving his 12-year sentence in Pensacola, Florida. Actually, he just got it reduced to 10 years, so he's serving his 10-year sentence. Julie's serving her reduced five-year sentence out in Kentucky. Maybe that's why it takes so long for her to get her emails because she's in Kentucky and he's all the way in Florida, so it takes a while for the email to get through. Bye. You know. Oh, it's a catspiracy. Yeah, I just, I'm very curious, like, what floor is... The kitchen on how did the cat get into the kitchen how did the cat die did the cat eat the year-old food and maybe that's how the cat passed away how long was the cat there and how did it fall like if it was up somewhere and it was dead and it was just like a hard carcass like how how like well I guess that's that's one meal carcass in you know Dorit likes her cocktails carcass out but you've got to be kidding me (laughs) you guys with the jokes this morning Oh, and he's in Florida. Like, I would understand if he was like, oh, a shark fell into the food. You know, a crocodile came and fell into our, our dinner. But a cat, a cat and a squirrel and a rat walk into a prison bar. That's the joke. <laughs> cat got out of the bag. Yeah. I guess you're eating. You're like, ooh, what is this? A cat? Cat's got my tongue. I just... I agree. Everybody deserves to be treated with human, basic human rights. I agree with that. I just am very confused because I'm just like, what's, what's a going on? But yeah. Brittany says, email, write a letter every day like Noah from The Notebook so she'll receive a letter every day. Yeah, but remember, Allie didn't receive all of those letters until years later when she was going to marry somebody else because we know that her mom kept all the letters from her. And he was like, I wrote you every day for a year. And she's like, what? And she's like, it wasn't over for me. And he's like, it's still not over. And it's like pouring rain on them and then they're kissing in the rain and everyone's like, oh. I want a moment like that. It still isn't over, and then you're kissing in the rain, and then a dead cat falls on you. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, Um, we got the new trailer for The Traitor, season two. It drops January 12th on Peacock. We have Marcus Jordan. We have Larsa. We have MJ from Shaws of Sunset. So it looks like we have a good new season that is coming our way. I'm looking forward to Traders. I like The Traitor, season one. Um, I like that. Uh, I like that we have all stars this time around. Whereas before, it was only it was a half mix of like celebrity reality stars and then a half mix of regular people. We have Bergie from Love Island. We have CT from The Challenge. We have Dan Giesling from Big Brother. Deontay Wilder from Boxer. Oh, he's a boxer. He's not from Boxer. He's a boxer. Got it. So now we have athletes in the mix. We have. Eakin Sue from Love Island, UK. We have Janelle Pierzina from Big Brother. We have Johnny Bananas from The Challenge. I love Johnny Bananas, and he's kind of hot. Like, I'd hate it. We have Johnny Burko from UK's Parliament, okay? We have Kevin Kreider from Bling Empire. Oh, God. We have Larissa Pippin. We have Marcus Jordan. Weird that they came in together. Tamara was talking about how it's an interesting dynamic. She's like, I can't give you too much, but it's an interesting dynamic with the two of them being in together, and it's not what you guys think it's going to be. Like, okay, I'm here for it. I want one of them to be a traitor because that would really script the dynamic. I think, if anything, they would make Marcus the traitor and he would have to lie to Larsa. I don't think Marcus makes it very long, though, because based off of what we see in the trailer, you always have to pay attention to what clips they use and what people's outfits are and how often you see people in a trailer. And, you know, you have to just read and pick up on those cues. We also have Maxim Schmirkovsky from Dancing with the Stars. We have MJ from Shaz. We have Parvati Shallow from Survivor. We have Peppermint. From RuPaul's Drag Race, we have Peter Weber from The Bachelor, Phaedra Parks from Married to Medicine, and Real Houses of Atlanta. We have Sandra Diaz-Twine from Survivor. We have Sheree from Real Houses of Atlanta, Tamara Judge from Real Houses of Orange County, and Trishel Conatella from The Real World Las Vegas. So... There we go. Alan Cummings is the host. It looks good. I'm excited for the new season. I think it's going to be interesting. I love me some Johnny Bananas. Oh, people really like CT. Didn't Johnny Bananas and... Um, what? Johnny Bananas has a sex tape? You're a line, Joel. Joel Felix in the live chat says, Johnny Bananas has a small penis though, Zach. I've seen his sex tape. Well, good for me. I like small penises. I don't mind them. I don't have one. But on other people... I like smaller penises. I just think a good pocket rocket is sufficient. Um, So, yeah. There we go. Kevin from Bling Empire. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Kevin from Bling Empire. I will say he was probably like the rudest. Because people always ask me, like, what was your worst interview? Who's the rudest person you've ever met? I would probably say Kevin. So I had Kevin on my podcast he was on with not Sheree Chan. I've had Sheree Chan on Bling Empire or from Bling Empire on the podcast before, but who was? Oh, Leah, Leah, who was on? I want to say the the most recent season of, um, the most recent season of Bling Empire. Leah, she was the new girl. She's really, really rich. She came on my podcast with Kevin. They did an interview. It went really well. I thought, you know, it was fine. Kevin didn't give like too much, but it was fine. You know, then Leah had invited me to a party for a beverage brand that she was launching. I went to the launch party. Kevin happened to be there. And I was like, oh, my God. Hi. And I said, hi, how are you? And he looked at me and he's like, um, like he was like, do I know you? And I was like, oh, you were you were just on my podcast less than two weeks ago. You did a whole one hour sit down interview with me. And he's like, oh, I just meet so many people all the time. Sorry. Sorry. And that like, just like total douchebag, right? And I'm like, really? Like, Bling Empire is new. And I, people liked the first season, but I don't know how many more people are watching more beyond this. Calm down, Kevin Kreider. I just think that boy has an ego and he's just not very self-aware. And I did not appreciate that. Like, I've had people that have come on my podcast years ago. There was one guy, I went to the biohacking conference last year. Yeah, last fall with Brock Davies we went to that and we were filming content there and we were like interviewing and testing out different trends at the biohacking conference. Cause it's all about like health and fitness. And so we're doing all the different fitness trends. And there was one guy that I ran into. His name is Richard green, um, ran into him and he was like, Oh my God, you have a podcast. And I was like, yes, I do. And he's like, I don't, You probably don't remember me, but I think I was on a long time ago. And I was like, yes, I remember you. He was on like year one, like 2015, 2016. I still had black hair. I was like, you know, I didn't even think he would recognize me. Um, but he did. And he was like, I remember your podcast and blah, blah, blah. And you seem to be doing so well. And I was like, thank you. So People can remember people from years ago, okay? It had been, like, four or five years since I had seen this person. Um, Maybe more. He remembered me, but Kevin couldn't remember me from two weeks ago. And listen, I'm not trying to say, like, I should be so memorable, but, like, if you just did a podcast and you don't do many podcasts, but you just did a podcast less than two weeks ago, like, that just shows you're not present, you know? Brittany says, if Bravo were smart, they'd create a show about content creators, put them in a house together for 10 days. I actually liked this idea and I pitched this idea and I even talked to a few of my friends and I was like, would you guys ever be down for something like this? Like if Bravo or Peacock doesn't want to pick it up, maybe we could do it for like one of our YouTube channels. I would be so. Listen, I'm not against anything. I have. I have a story. That maybe I'll reveal at my upcoming show at the Bourbon Room on February 4th. The hard thing is it's like maybe it has to be a members only thing. Because it's like once I talk about something and it comes out, then it ends up getting to other people and then it just becomes like a whole big thing. But I do have a story that I I want to share and I'm hoping I'm allowed to talk about it now about a project that I was involved with recently that involved other people. And it was I want to actually spill the tea on that. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that project yet, though, but maybe I'll just, you know, beg for forgiveness. Um, but yes, uh, I'm looking forward to the new season of the Traders. Oh, I forgot about Anna Shay from bling empire. She passed away. That was really sad. Oh, goodies. Thank you. It says you're, oh, you're unforgettable. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. My goodies, my goodies, my goodies, not my goodies. That means nobody can forget me, but I would totally, I would totally do it. Yep. I would do it with the Brav bros. I'm totally down for all of it. Susan said, I would love to see you on some show of some type. You'd be awesome to watch. Listen, I'm not saying you're not going to see me on a show anytime soon, but we shall see. Okay, shall we recap Beverly Hills? Oh, let's talk Kim and Croy. <sighs> yes, let's talk Kim and Croy, and then we'll recap Beverly Hills and get into all the other stuff. Where? Where? So Kim and Croy, there was a new um, video that was leaked and posted by TMZ that basically shows Kim and Croy in a fight back when the cops were called to their apartment back in November. So you see Croy, Croy's losing his shit, right? You also see Kim, Kim's like crying in her Range Rover and it's just, it's, heartbreaking to be honest with you none of it is is good at all it's just it's sad you know it's sad because you can tell that like the kids are being heavily affected by this now and i just don't know where we go from here with them i don't understand the dynamic of their relationship i don't understand why they can't just come to some sort of common ground but basically the video opens up it's croy um the cop comes up he's wearing his body cam and he, he walks up and is like, what's going on, Mr. Bierman?" And he's just like, she's crazy. She's crazy. Our life is in shambles. Our life is turned upside down. And Croy's like, really? I feel bad because you can tell he is heavily affected by this and he just is at his wits end and is just having like a total meltdown moment. He's surprised that the cops are there. The cops are like, well, your kid's called. And he's like, what do you mean the kid's called? What kid's called? Who called? Like, what are you talking about? You don't even need to be here. We're just having an argument. It's not a big deal. Like, she keeps pulling these stunts, and then all of this shit happens, and it becomes a bigger deal than it needs to be, and it's just, you know, one thing after another, and he seems really, like, visibly annoyed by Kim and all her antics and all her stunts, right? The cop's like, you need to calm down. He's like, calm down. My life is ruined. He's like, my life, our life is destroyed. There's no money. We have no house. Like, our lives are destroyed. And she doesn't seem to get that. And she has this inability to solve problems. And he just seems like he's at wit's end. He's like, one day we're divorced. The next day we're not divorced. She's fucking other dudes. And he's just, like, going off on the cop. And the cop's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And, like, I get it. Like, the cop wants Croy to calm down. But at the same time, like... I just feel like my heart broke because you can just see like Croy was so broken and so done. And I get it, like the stress, the financial stress, the emotional stress, like the turmoil that that takes. So Croy's just going off and he's like, our lives are ruined. Our lives are over. She destroyed everything. And then they go over to Kim and Kim's in her car and she's crying. She's like, oh my God, he's just been yelling at me nonstop for two hours and like totally leaning into the victimhood. I do not think Kim is a victim at all. I think that they both contribute to this. I think that they're both toxic. I think that they both go off on each other. I don't think he's healthy at all. I think he definitely knows how to egg her on. I think he also likes to psychologically fuck with her, but I also think she knows what buttons to push with him. So you see the two of them, they're trying to tell their stories to the cops. You can tell he's just like having a full meltdown. She, on the other hand, is just like, she's crying and she's sobbing and she talks about how she was in, she was trying to leave earlier and she couldn't leave because he wouldn't, he'd like stood in front of the car and he was like, no, don't, you can't leave. And then eventually she's like, I got out and I was in my robe and I was screaming for help for the neighbors to come and help me. Um, Eventually, like the cops end up entering the home, and Croy's like, You can't come into my home. I know my rights. You can't be in here. You're not allowed to be in my home. And they're like, Okay, but like, we need to check on the kids. We need to make sure everything's okay. I guess they do talk to the kids at some point, and the kids don't verify Kim's side and they don't verify Croy's side. They kind of seem to validate equal parts of what Kim and Croy were saying about what happened that night. Kim was saying, Oh, I just want a divorce. And he just like went off on me for no reason. I was just telling him, I want to be divorced. I want to be divorced. I want to be divorced, which I don't know if I believe either. Because if we remember the court filing, her attorney wanted to null the divorce filing. Remember, she was the one that said, I don't want a divorce. He was the one that was like, No, I still want to move forward with the divorce. Interesting that we now get that he's revealing that Kim is screwing other dudes. That I thought was interesting because. We haven't we've heard about like the gambling addiction and her overspending addiction, but we've never heard about um, like any cheating allegations until now. He's claiming that she's sleeping with other dudes. I just think it's sad overall, primarily for the kids, because like the kids, if they're calling the cops and that means they're concerned with something. But it seems like the kids are kind of just done with it. Maybe they're just annoyed by it. Maybe they're... I don't know if they were legitimately scared. The cops didn't really seem to do anything. Kim ended up going and, I believe, staying over at a friend's house for the night. So it doesn't appear that there was any sort of, like, physical violence, and it didn't escalate to a point where police really needed to get involved, but they did just kind of come and check everything out. But it's just sad. Like, the kids you know i think they have they need to go to therapy they need to work on each other individually um yeah kim was getting her hair done earlier in the day she had a hair appointment but it's sad it's sad that the kids have to be a part of this and that they can't just get it together like here's the thing just leave just break up be done break up sell the house divide your assets File for bankruptcy if you need to, but just find a way to get out on the other side of this. Clearly, they're not healthy for each other. You know, Kim was saying that he's just not the man that she married, and um, and I get that. Like, you know, sometimes stress and circumstances can change a person, and I think that that's kind of what they're going through right now. So, I don't get it. And... Everyone's like upset with her social media posts because she keeps posting like the sonogram and like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be a grandmother. Oh, my God. Those are things that like people are um, that she gets paid to post. It's basically clickbait. What is it? Celeb buzz that like websites like that will pay talent to post things on their social media. That's essentially clickbait because they want people to go and tune into it. They want people to go and check it out and it drives their ad revenue. And so. Yeah. Um, Brandy Glanville's done them before. A lot of ha- former housewives do them. That's kind of what Kim is doing in this case. She's using the clickbait to get people to go and click on it and to make her money. And you know, if the house is the house is gone, and the the finances are gone, and they need the money, then she's gonna do what she's got to do. And I'm not even mad at her about the clickbait. I know people are kind of over it and annoyed by it, but I is not mad at it. I'm like, listen, make your money and make sure your kids are taken care of because at this point, we're all just sick of it. I know I'm sick of it. All right. Well, we are quickly, we're now into Hanukkah. We're quickly approaching Christmas and the new year. And if you want to hear, where'd you get that this holiday season? Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I've already started my holiday shopping. Great example, my friend Josh from Louisiana you know, he misses home now that he lives in LA. I was so excited to go on Uncommon Goods and find some homesick candles that were inspired by Louisiana and they had different Louisiana gear that I was able to get him for the holidays, which he is loving. So they really do have customized things for everyone on your list. I got my mom some nice hosting items for her kitchen because she loves to host dinner parties and game nights and movie nights. So you can really find something for everyone. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash filter to save. Be sure to subscribe. That's uncommongoods.com slash filter. Enter your email and receive 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited-time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. And I know we're stuck in this holiday season, and I feel like... There may be a little financial anxiety going on right now. Well, if you got financial anxiety, worrying about it doesn't help, but earning does. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. It's great for any last-minute gifts for your loved ones this holiday season or if you spent a little too much and you're like, oh, shit, I have to pay my rent and you need a little advance, Earnin is here to help. So download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N. R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in no filter under podcast when you sign up because it really does help the show and I would appreciate it. That's no filter under podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max and pay period max. See earnincom slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, let's get into something juicy, because I feel like there's going to be a lot of opinions about this. Cause I know I've had a lot of opinions about this, and that's Morgan Wade's new song. Ooh, We have a super sticker from Danielle, Danielle heart. Mom seems to be very needy. She is always looking for attention and has major social and mental health issues. That's not fair for all her kids. Yeah, I believe you're referring to Kim Zolciak, which is disheartening um okay so Morgan Wade has a new song that came out with her new album which also is the album that had I'm gonna make you fall in love with me so there's another song that people are talking about because now the lyrics have come out it's a newer song dropped this year people are thinking that the song may be about Kyle Richards or if it's not about Kyle Richards then it's in reference to Kyle Richards okay so It's called 27 Club, by Morgan Wade, 27 Club. And it's mostly about how I guess she's grateful that she's not part of the 27 Club, which if you know about the 27 Club, it's where very iconic musicians pass away by the age of 27, like Amy Winehouse, um, a lot of others, right? So... This song is interesting because she talks about not making it to the 27th Club, but she also talks about, like, falling in love. Okay, I'm just going to read you the lyrics as if it was a poem from Todd Chrisley in an email sent five days late to Julie. Okay, so these are the lyrics to her song that people are having a little bit of, uh, like, feelings about. So it says... Well I'm out in LA with the Beverly well, I'm out in LA with the Beverly Hills hottie, the kind that wants to go and sniff pills off my body. only knows me because I wrote a song about the hotel lobby. but trust me, all my wilder days are behind me because she's sober now. I'm laying in bed at the chateau with someone I saw on TV but I barely even know small talk for a second, then I gotta leave, walk out separate, you're famous, you can't be seen with me. So let's go through these lyrics again. While I'm out in LA with the Beverly Hills hottie. Okay, here we are referencing Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills hottie. We know Morgan Wade loves women. She, you know, Kyle could be the Beverly Hills hottie that she's referencing, the kind that wants to go and sniff pills off my body. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that this lyric means that this is a party girl. Um, I don't think Kyle's much of a party girl. We know Kyle has also gone sober. So I don't think Kyle's the sniffing pills type. So this was the one lyric that kind of threw me off, but maybe that was intentional. Because um, li- remember, Lisa Reno is the one with the bag of pills. So TBD, TBD, TBD. Um... And then it says, only knows me because I wrote a song about the hotel lobby. So, remember Kyle Richards said that she found a song by Morgan Wade that she really liked. Who remembers the song? It wasn't, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Um, But... There was a song. Remember, Kyle was like, I was listening to the song on the radio and then it made me in, it like caught me on to Morgan Wade and then I ended up following her and I stalked her on Instagram and then I posted her song. What was that song? If we can go back and pull any of Kyle's, um, it's probably a reference to Real House's Beverly Hills, but I don't think Morgan Wade ever watched Beverly Hills, even though like pills was a thing and, you know, doing cocaine in the bathroom with Jerry. Even though there's a references, I don't know if Morgan Wade would know those references because I don't think she was ever. No, she never watched Beverly Hills. She didn't know about the show. So I don't know if that's what she was trying to do. But she says only knows me because I wrote a song about the hotel lobby. So I'm thinking maybe that was when Kyle was talking about how she heard a Morgan Wade song. And that's kind of what got her hooked onto her. Um, And then Morgan says, but trust me, all my wilder days are behind me because now she's sober, right? She's not drinking anymore. She's a little more tame. Um, I'm laying in bed at the chateau, which Kyle probably helped write this on. I don't know about that. At the chateau, Um, interesting. With someone I saw on TV, but I barely even know, which makes me think, what if, you know, I saw with someone I saw on TV, again, Beverly Hills hottie, someone I saw on TV, barely even know because at the beginning, Kyle was like, I saw her music, I liked her music, and then we met up, and they, these things are out there, right? Wilder Days is the song referencing the hotel lobby. Wilder Days is the song referencing the hotel lobby. Is that a song, Wilder Days? Does Morgan Wade have, okay, let's look up. Morgan Wade. Oh, Wilder Days. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm going to... Okay. Wilder Days. Um... Hand in my hair and you said I looked pretty. You're so devious. Rolled in from the Windy City. Yeah, I got a clear view. Tell me what you're wanting me to do when you tell me every single secret in your mind. Come on, baby, we got nothing but time. You say I'm too young for you. You're just scared. I'm too right for you. You said you hate the smell of cigarette smoke. You only used to smoke when you drank. When you lived in Chicago, unsure where the wind blows. I wish I had known you in your wilder days. And now here we are. You got me fallen in love again. You got a secret I want to keep. So I don't think this song is about Kyle because this song was older, but I think this is the song that Kyle had listened to and that's what hooked her on. But I'm waiting for the hotel lobby days. Oh. Uh, You got a secret. I want to keep it. I wish I'd known you in your wilder days. The way you move your hands across my body. I'm kissing you in the hotel lobby. Baby, I don't want to lose this feeling. You're giving me something to believe in. And who were you before I knew your name? Were you drunk at midnight waiting for the train? You could have had anyone back then. Just another kid reaching for the wind. You said you hate the smell of cigarette smoke. You only used to Smoke when you drank, when you lived in Chicago, unsure where the wind blows. Okay, so then she's kind of just repeating everything. So she talks about kissing in the hotel lobby, which could be reference to what she's referring to in 27 Club, where she says, only knows me because I wrote a song about the hotel lobby. Interesting. In Tedesante, Danielle thinks that some of the rings that Kyle has are from Morgan. Velda says, I hope Kyle isn't leading her on. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Okay, so we found the Hotel Lobby song, which I want to say I've heard this song before, Wilder Days, because I feel like I'd listened to that when Kyle had first talked about it. Um, Okay, so then this also kind of leans into that. We have to look back at some of Kyle's old Amazon lives and do a little further investigation. But... Someone I saw on TV, barely even know, small talk for a second, then I got to leave, walk out separate, you're famous, you can't be seen with me. So we have someone on TV, you're famous, Beverly Hills hottie, listen to the hotel lobby, but trust me, my wilder days are behind me. Interesting, interesting, interesting. But I'm curious what the Chateau reference is in relation to, because she says I'm laying in bed at the Chateau. I would assume the Beverly Hills Hotel, but what would the Chateau be? (sighs) If they didn't want us speculating, she wouldn't be hiding Easter eggs. This is genius marketing play to get us to watch the documentary. I don't think... This doesn't make me want to watch the documentary. Like, if anything, I just want them to, like, be honest and, like, tell us what the fuck is going on. None of this makes me Chateau Marmont. Okay, that's what I thought. Chateau Marmont. Um... They were in Europe together, I thought. Yes, but this song's a little bit older. They were in Europe together recently. Maybe it's just a name play for her house. That's what I thought too. I wasn't sure if the Chateau was referencing like a specific hotel because it says at the Chateau. I have to walk out separate. You're famous. You can't be seen with me. So that makes me think that maybe it's some sort of hotel, which made me think the Chateau Marmont. I feel like, again, we're on the mass Singer. And we're trying to dissect... <laughs> and trying to dissect all the clues. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that these lyrics definitely sound like they're about Kyle Richards. Boring storyline, boring music. I don't think it's boring. Why, Cindy, are you homophobic because you don't like lesbians? Let's be honest, Cindy. I actually find it pretty interesting. I just want them to like finally be on with it. I will say I am enjoying Morgan Wade's music. Like, she's got a beautiful voice. I'm not really into country that much, but like, I'm gonna make you fall. See, that's what she did. She made us fall in love with her music. Thank you, Morgan Wade. You made me fall in love with you. So, let me know if you guys think that the 27 Club song lyrics are referencing Kyle or if you don't think that they are. A lot of people have a lot of theories, but let me know what your thoughts are. Um, okay, then let's get into the Beverly Hills recap. So we do see Morgan Wade in the new this week's episode of, of uh, Beverly Hills with Kyle getting ready before Sutton's event, and she's kind of nervous. We also see, like, a really awkward scene between Kyle and Mauricio. Sutton, at her party, she finally confronts Kyle and Dorit about the drinking accusations, which I don't really think were accusations. I think they, like, made jokes about her drinking a little too much. Um. Listen, she says it all the time. She's Southern and she can drink, and she likes to drink. And so, you know, I think some. I think they were alluding to the fact that, like, maybe her judgment was a little cloudy because she can handle her liquor and she tends to drink a lot. I don't know. It sounded to me the the conversation wasn't like, oh my god, we're concerned Sutton has a drinking problem and we don't think she can get out of bed and get to work or anything. It seemed like they were kind of just joking about how much she likes her vodka. My thing too is it's like last season we had Garcelle bring up Erica's drinking and that was a big point of conversation and drinking and mixing her pills and like it was so jarring when it was Erica and now, you know, that it's Sutton. It's like, how dare you make an accusation like that? How dare you talk about my drinking? I think it's a little hypocritical. I will say congrats to Sutton though for making it four years. That is really challenging. Rent in Beverly Hills is really expensive. She's right off of Santa Monica Boulevard. It's a great location. I've been there. Congrats to Sutton. Um, I thought that Anne-Marie was kind of inserting herself into Sutton's business a bit much. I think Sutton does contradict herself a lot, and I'm glad that someone's kind of finally putting her in the hot seat, but it just feels odd coming from Anne-Marie since she's the newbie. But, I mean, I guess, like, That was kind of the role Sutton played when she first joined the scene with Erica, right? She was kind of grilling Erica and asking her all about the legal stuff and being like, well, I read the LA Times article and what you're saying doesn't make sense to me. So I guess Sutton is now getting a bit of a taste of her own medicine because now she has a newbie that's coming and questioning her and kind of, you know, poking at her and trying to poke holes in her story. I thought the episode overall was good. We got that really awkward Kyle and Mauricio scene where she tells him about the jewelry being questioned, and then he like tries to kiss her, and he doesn't, and she like kind of leans away from him. She doesn't really want to kiss him, so you can tell like she's kind of done with this marriage, but he seems to still want to be engaged in it. We get a lot of Kyle struggling with losing Lorene, her friend. This was pretty gut wrenching. Um, to me, the the grief was very raw, and I think that it's a lot of what we're seeing Kyle struggle with this season. I love that the show did pay tribute to Lorene, even though we didn't really get to know her on the show. We got to see her other friends like Faye, but we've never really gotten to know Lorene really well. And then they have all this footage of like, oh, Lorene was around here and Lorene was around there and Lorene was around here. So it's interesting to see that Lorene has been around and we know that this was one of Kyle's childhood friends that she grew up with. So I couldn't imagine, you know, I didn't realize how long and how good of a friend Lorene was, but I couldn't imagine losing somebody like that. And especially the way that she passed, right? Taking her own life. And, you know, Kyle was like, she was the one that was always together. She was the one that was in my will that if anything happened, I knew Lorene would take care of it. And that's what is kind of crazy because then, you know, you always think about that um, person. Like think of the one person in your life that you know has their shit together and if shit would ever go down, That would be the person that you would trust to kind of help you come and pick up the pieces. And then to think that that person, like I understand, I feel like I put myself in that situation a lot where I take on a lot. I always try to be the reliable one. I will always show up for people. You know, I don't like to show my cards all the time. If I'm dealing with stuff, I like to deal with it on my own. And sometimes that pressure can be a lot you know, these past couple of weeks, I felt like the pressure has really been weighing on me. And so, you know, just trying to put myself, and I know the person, that person in my life of like who I would go to, who I trust, who I would lean on, who I think really has their shit together, and who I would trust with something like that. So just to think that that person who seemingly has it so much together, and then to know that they were in such distress that they would take their own life, like that's, gotta come with so much guilt because you're like, how did I not see the signs? How did I not know? Like, it's one thing when you have a family member or a relative or a friend that you know is struggling. Like Kim Richards. You know Kim's been struggling. You know Kim's been battling her own demons. You know, You know that it's been a challenge for her. But it's the ones that you don't see coming that I think are the ones that really rattle you the most because you're like, I did not see this coming. I didn't know that this was even something that she was struggling with because she always had it you know, she has had it together. So I couldn't even imagine what Kyle was feeling at that moment or like what she's doing now, you know, or even just not that friend that has it all together, but even one of your closest friends that you've known for so long, even that's wild, right? A lot of people are talking about, you know, their own losses and losing their own best friends. And that's, you know, my heart goes out to everyone. That's, you know, dealing with that. It is very traumatic and it's hard and it's a grieving and it's, you know, I think that's a big part of Kyle's identity crisis. And I think that's why Kyle, I mean, she's struggling with her marriage to Mauricio and she's struggling with the loss of Lorene. I think those two things in and of themselves, let alone the drama with Kathy, which also makes you put that into perspective too, like the Kathy stuff. Like Kathy knows that Kyle lost Lorene and the fact that Kathy still was keeping up this, beef in this feud it's like doesn't that make you want to reframe life and be like shit people can go at any minute even people that you would never expect to go can go at any minute like you never know what's going to happen life is so short life is finite life can be done tomorrow and it's like why would you wait and delay and not lean into the, the people and the things that are important to you? And how does this not make you rethink your priorities? So Kyle dealing with the fractured relationship with Kathy, Kyle dealing with the struggles she's having with Mauricio and probably feeling like he's not there for her in the ways that she needs him to be, and the grief and the guilt and the questions. You know, she talks about that in her therapy session of like, I have so many questions and I'll never have the answers to those questions. And I have so much guilt around this. And that's a lot, you know? I know people like, Kyle just wants sympathy and Kyle just wants this and that. After watching Paris in Love, Kathy has real mental issues. I've only seen, I think, the first three or four episodes of Paris in Love, but I think there are a couple more that I have left that I hear are really good. So I can't wait to finish watching Paris in Love because it's wild, 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 wild. Um. But I thought that this episode of Beverly Hills was good, and it makes me have a lot more compassion for Kyle. Next week, we see Kyle have the the tribute fundraiser in honor of Lorraine. We see Morgan Wade performing. We see Teddy Mallenkamp returning. So I think it'll be an interesting season for Kyle. Um, the mid-season trailer does look a little lackluster and like not very interesting, but we'll see how that plays out. Mm-mm. But yeah. Um, okay, that's Beverly Hills. Last thing I want to talk about is Brandy Glanville because she is calling out Peacock and Bravo because I guess she's not happy that Ramona Singer was at the uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Rony Legacy premiere. So Rony Legacy premieres today, Thursday on Peacock. You can watch the first few episodes. They're out now. I haven't watched them yet, but I'm going to watch them today. But um yeah. Ramona was at the, the premiere party, so then Brandy went and posted on her Instagram story, she posted a screenshot from Queens of Bravo that says uh, Ramona wasn't at BravoCon, but she made it to the Real, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Premiere party, and it's a photo of all of them on the red carpet together. Then Brandy screenshotted that, posted on her stories, tagged Peacock and Bravo, and wrote, oh, good, so that means I'll get an invite to our premiere party, can't wait. She's referencing the Morocco ultimate girls trip. I don't know what they're going to do about that. Cause I don't think Caroline will show up to any of that. Especially. I don't think Caroline wants to be around Brandy. Um, I, I, that whole season is going to be a hot mess from what I understand. Caroline is not taped any confessionals. I don't know if Brandy's taped any confessionals. I guess if we look at her Instagram, um, We look at her Instagram. I wonder if she's posted, if we see any, let's see. Let's go to Brandy Glanville and see if she's posted any photos of her doing confessionals. No, I don't think she's done any confessionals lately. She says, "Um, oh, well, there's more to me than just being a Bravo princess. And then there's a photo, she posted a photo on September 6th where she's in this blue dress I don't know if anybody remembers what that was in reference to, but she's wearing this like blue dress with puffy sleeves. But it doesn't look like she's doing many confessionals, whereas the other ladies I feel like have been posting about their confessionals. I feel like I remember her wearing this blue dress somewhere, but I don't know what she was wearing it for. I don't know. Part of me feels kind of bad. Um, cause this really like went South and I don't know what's next for her. Um, there is a photo that she posted with Phaedra on November 8th. So maybe they were doing something together for what well, says Freddie O. So it looks like they were at an event together for Freddie O and not actually, um, Not actually there um, or not actually like doing something for Peacock. Interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I get it. Like if Ramona was in a scandal and she was still allowed to come to the premiere party for ultimate girls trip, then I I don't see why they wouldn't have Brandy there, especially if they investigated it and they didn't find anything to hold against Brandy. I don't know where the legal standing and everything is, but, Interesting, 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 interesting. All right, guys, that's all I got for you for today. Wow, we're already at the end of the week. It's already Thursday. Um, if you missed it last night, Josh and I did a Salt Lake City recap that you can tune into. We talk about Monica's birthday. We talk about um, the DMs and whether or not Meredith was complicit or guilty in any of that. On Tuesday on Josh's YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com slash at Josh from Louisiana. Uh, We did a recap of the biggest Vanderpump rule scandals since season one leading up to Scandaval. So you can go tune into that on Josh's YouTube channel. Get ready. Merch is going to be available very, very soon. Get find me at Jason's t-shirts, ruthless, not toothless t-shirts, no filter caps and Zach Pack hoodies. Get ready. I will be going live on YouTube this evening for our members only. It will be a little I think- do 4:30 or 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be a bit earlier than we normally do because I have a dinner that I have to go to for Spotify tonight at seven. So I'm going to try to bang out members only as early as I can. So get ready. That'll air on Apple Podcasts for No Filter Plus members on Friday. This Sunday, I'll have a recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, a rewatch party with Donna Bowling. We're doing episode two, season one of Beverly Hills. That'll drop on Sunday. So get ready, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend if I don't hear from you until Monday. And yeah, ciao for now. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.